Whimsy's curiosity began to get the better of him. "'Please, uh, Mr. Uh, Pomeroy, sir. Pomeroy. Yes, sir, that's right. Please, let me take your hat and coat. Sit.' Whimsy pulled out the only other chair in the room and shoved Pomeroy down into it. "'Now,' Whimsy put his finger to his chin, "'tea. Let's have some tea and a biscuit. I'll be right back. Come on, Kitty,' Whimsy said, picking up the fluffy white cat, and taking her into the next room with him. "'Curious,' Pomeroy thought. "'Mr. Jack isn't quite what I expected. Still, great minds often breed eccentricities.' In the back-room kitchen the three friends began to argue. As Whimsy put the kettle on, Scully pulled out teacups, and Spooky nosed through the cupboards, looking for anything that resembled a biscuit. "'Really, Whims, you can't be serious. Scully, I know what you're going to say. But why can't we? We are not detectives, and I don't think Mr. Jack would like it. I happen to know Skipton, and I think he would want us to help him out by solving this mystery ourselves. Besides, he isn't around, and this Pomeroy chap seems to be in dire straits.' "'We can't just turn him away,' Spooky added, giving up on the search for any cookies, biscuits, or cake. "'The cupboards are bare,' she got down and circled around Whimsy's legs a few times. "'I say we do what we can to help.' Whimsy poured the kettle into the teapot and gathered the cups and saucers onto the tea tray. "'Cream and sugar?' "'Oat,' Scully said, folding his arms. "'Well?' he challenged Whimsy. "'We're doing this,' Whimsy said, picking up the tray. "'Are you in?' Scully threw up his bony arms in defeat. "'Okay, I'm in. But don't say I didn't tell you when this whole thing blows up in our faces.' Whimsy grinned broadly. "'With you two, I can't lose.' Spooky purred, and Scully just wagged a finger, shaking his head. "'Flattery, mate, really?' Whimsy shrugged and picked up the tray. "'Come along now, Spooky. I need your ears with me up front, and, Scully, I'll leave the door open a crack. If you could take notes.' He handed him a little pad and pencil from the counter. "'I'm on it, Whims,' Scully whispered, positioning himself behind the door. Whimsy came through with the sparse-looking tea-tray. He placed it on the desk and pushed back a loose lock of hair. "'I apologise for the poor fare. We—I wasn't expecting anyone, ever, to come calling.' Whimsy poured the tea. It was weak at best, and that had been the last of it. He handed the cup to Pomeroy. "'Mr. Pomeroy!' "'Before we get started, may I ask you how you found me? "'This location is quite anonymous.' Pomeroy stammered, and his hand was quite shaky as he accepted the cup and saucer from Whimsy. He did not want to offend England's greatest detective, and he did not want Skipton to refuse to help him on the grounds that Pomeroy and his network of high-up house-servants had always known where Skipton Drack was located, just in case of emergencies such as this. "'Let's just say that I've made it my business to— "'Protect the Mayfair children in any way that I can, "'and a lot of others in service feel the same way "'about their little misses and masters. "'Please, you have my word, Mr. Jack. "'No one that is not on a need-to-know basis will ever find you. "'Your secret is quite safe with me.' "'Whimsy settled in with his tea, took a sip, "'and tried not to make a grim face. "'Splendid,' he said. "'Well, then, Pomeroy, old chap, what seems to be the trouble?' "'Well, you see, Mr. Jack,' "'Oh, I'm not Skipton Jack. I'm his associate, Whimsy.' Pomeroy looked confused, then disappointed. He put his teacup back on the desk. Uh, "'Oh, I, I see. Well, then, perhaps I ought to wait for Mr. Jack to return,' he 
he said, beginning to rise from his seat. No, 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 no. 